Hello and welcome to We Review Stuff, the podcast where we review little AI guides and pit them against each other to see who hallucinates harder. I am your host, Anula Vivitovska, and thank you for joining us for our very special CES episode. I am in the Sydney studio with Alex Horosh, and joining us from the city of micro-LED lights is Fergus Halliday from Reviews.org and George Dixon from Safewise. Everyone say hi. 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 Howdy. <laughs> We're all a little bit loopy. Um, so <laughs> Ferg and Georgia have been on the ground in Vegas this week checking out CES. Uh, for those of you who don't know, CES is the biggest consumer electronics trade show of the year. It's where startups and big tech peeps all come together to exhibit their new cool gadgets. Um, most of these are not going to make it to Australia. Some of them aren't even going to make it to stores, but we are bringing 10 of them straight to you on this podcast. There is a lot to cover, so we're going to be going a little bit off script today. Ferg and Georgia have both compiled their top five gadgets from CES, uh, and we're going to be chatting through each pick. At the very end, we, of course, are going to put them in their rightful spot on a list, but this list is a little bit different. It is our limited edition, standalone, innovative CES list. So by the time we finish up, we will have definitively decided what the absolute best thing at CES was this year. Um, so I also believe that Georgia has some sort of game for us, so stick around for that. But without further ado, let's review CES. All right, let's kick things off. Ferg, I believe you're starting with something that is like micro, but in a big way. So, you know, as you said in the intro, CS is the showcase of the latest and greatest in cutting edge tech. And, you know, what could be better than that than a little robot? That's right. I'm talking about Bawley. Uh Samsung's little orb-shaped assistant was first shown at CS 2020, and he's been missing in action ever since. But finally, this year, we got an update on what's, how, what's up with that little guy. Um, for those who haven't heard of Bully before, he kind of looks like a Star Wars droid. He's sort of like a little orb. Uh, and the idea is that he can hook into Samsung's sort of SmartThings ecosystem, run around the house, annoy your pets, and do various things for you. Um, yeah, uh, but this new version of Bully is a little larger than the original, um, and he's got some new features as well, which is kind of neat. Amazing. Like, I, I think that we can all agree that Bully is adorable. I would die for him. <laughs> yes, right. That That is yeah. exactly correct. Ferg, off the bat, you mentioned pets, right? I don't know about you guys, but mm. like my my dog, she's not going to handle Borley very well. This is this is part of the selling point for me for sure. Is the ability to torment my cat. Um, but uh, no, this is this new version of Borley. Um, as I said, it's learned a few new tricks. Um, specifically, it's got a projector built into him now, uh, and he's able to basically roll around the house. And they showed a bunch of interesting uses for this projector. Like you can have video calls projected up onto a wall. You can have messages projected onto the ground, like one of the videos they have showed Bully like greeting someone when they returned home uh, and sort of he walked up and then just said welcome on the on the ground in front of them yeah like Bully is adorable I'm not entirely sure what other what what other applications there might be for the projector and for the camera on it but I think that it's like amazing I really think that uh, as Georgia has pointed out in some of her coverage uh, this is the year of the little AI guy it is it is it's true all right, Ferg, so what would you rate Borley? I would rate him, you know, a rolling good time. You mean you'd rate them? 
Welcome to <laughs> We Review. Welcome to We Review Stuff, the podcast where we misgender little AI guys. Little guys is gender neutral. <laughs> so, Georgia, you've also got a little AI guy to talk about. Their name is not as cute as Bawley. Um, It's just called the LG AI agent, which is not super catchy, but um, honestly, I think it's cuter than Bawley. Like, it has... <gasps> I know, this is Big controversial. Call. Big call. Big call. But if you, yeah. like, listeners, if you were to Google right now, LG AI agent, it's got, I don't know, it's just got a bit more personality about it. It has, like, a little, like, an arm, just one arm that kind of is completely connected. And when it's happy, it will, like, wiggle the arm up and down. And its eyes will be all cute and happy. Um, in terms of what it actually does, it's it's basically bally, but for LG things. So... Um, to make it actually work, you need, like, you know, everything to be LG. You need an LG washer, you need an LG dryer, you need an LG fridge. Um, so, yeah, he's he's still, like, the number one little AI guy in my heart, personally. So what is the point of LG's little AI guy? What is the point of Bally? Like, they're just designed to supposedly make your life easier. And How? In the demo that we saw... Um, it could detect that, you know, someone was coughing and it, and it would be like, oh, well, you shouldn't go to that um, hockey game that you've got planned tonight because <laughs> you might be sick. You should probably rest. Um, oh, so, my yeah, God. It's like it's, having a mum. Exactly. It's a little mum. AI mum. You're leaving out the part where it tried to upsell someone on a subscription service. What? It did. That's true. Oh, so so the function is capitalism. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, um, Georgia, what would you rate... LG's AI agent. I'll rate them one upsell. Okay, Ferg, I off the bat, I have to ask about the microwave bag. Yes, so the microwave bag was one of my most like anticipated products of CES. I think it won one of the show's innovation awards ahead of it. Uh, and so I absolutely knew I had to track it down and find out what's up with the microwave bag. Is it actually called the microwave bag? Yes, it's called the Wilcook uh, heating bag, I believe. People, A lot of people are calling it a microwave bag because it's a bag that works kind of like a microwave, but it doesn't use microwaves, if that makes sense. It's kind of like a messenger bag. It's got like a canvasy texture to it. It's not like, it doesn't feel super cheap to handle. Um, but basically the idea is it's like a hot pocket, I guess. So you could take uh, cold or, uh, yeah, you take cold food and you could store it in there and it will heat the food like a microwave would. That's kind of the idea. It doesn't use microwaves specifically. There's like thermal fabric running through it. And there's like a little power bank that goes in a pocket on the outside that powers it. Do they have any idea how uh, long that battery would last for? I saw that it goes up to 130 degrees Celsius, which is like the perfect temperature to slow cook a brisket. And I'm wondering, could I slow cook a brisket in the microwave bag? I don't know if it lasts that long. Like the numbers they're throwing out is like, uh, yeah, it's like, like you said, up to like 130 or so. Um, it can reach 80 degrees in about five minutes. So it does warm up pretty quickly. Um, I did, in fact, stick my hand inside it at one point when it was on, and it was, like, pretty warm, but not, like, burning. Like, I didn't burn myself or anything No, that's like cool journalism. I don't know if they, like, turned it down for, you know, safety reasons. Uh, yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm willing to do for the show. That would have um, been a great headline. Yeah. I burnt my hand on the microwave bag. Um, also, I mean, the other thing that's maybe not uh, front-loaded is that you do manage it with an app. This is, uh, mileage may vary based on how you feel about having an app. Yeah, I wish I had, like, a dial, you know? Everything I mean? needs an app. All right, great. Ferg, what would you yeah. rate it? I would rate it a uh, hot topic. So, Georgia, I'm sure you've had a few drinks at CES. Any of them made by a robot? 
I've had two made by a robot, actually. Um, the food tech section here is pretty insane. Like, it's just my favorite thing. Um, and there were two different cocktail-making robots, but my favorite one um, was called Bartesian. I think that's how you say it. Um, and it's essentially like Nespresso, but for cocktails. So um, you fill, I think there's four canisters. You fill each of them with, you know, um, your hard liquor. So vodka, tequila, whatever you want to make a cocktail with. And then you put in your little cocktail pod, which is just the flavor, and then press a button and it makes you a little cocktail. Are the cocktails chilled? Like, how does it deal with that element? Yeah, look, okay, so that's kind of the problem. Um, With both of the (laughs) robot cocktails I tried, they were put in cups with, like, a ridiculous amount of ice because that's the only way they can serve it chilled. So it can't Um, make a dirty martini? No. Nothing better than a tepid, dirty martini to start your day. Exactly. <laughs> um, so what are the economics of this like? Um, is it like an espresso where you're paying like a big premium on the pods? Or what's the pitch compared to making cocktails at home? I think it's just honestly a flex. During the demo, they kept saying, like, I like to bring this out at parties and like make batch cocktails. Um, but yeah, I it's it's pricey. This feels like something Bowler should be able to do instead. That would be amazing. I don't think pricing is that important for a CES product. You know what I mean? <laughs> As we said, it's who knows if it'll even make it to market. Like, It's really just a vibe, right? <laughs> the cocktail maker itself is um, 370 US dollars. And for capsules, you can get margarita capsules. Um, it's 1999 um, US. So that's nah, a- I, it's, it's, che- it's cheaper to go out and buy a cocktail in Sydney. It is, or just make one yourself. Like, it's really not that hard to make a cocktail. 19 US dollars for capsules without alcohol. So you still need to bring your own tequila. Oh, there's no alcohol? Well, let's, whoa, whoa, hold on. You, I feel like you buried the lead on that one. Eight capsules of non-alcoholic mixer. So that's fun. Wow. Okay. So what do you rate this, Georgia? What do you rate um, Bartesian? I rate it one robotic hangover. All right, so we're speaking of pods. It does seem like if this is the year of the AI and espresso guy, it is also the year of the random pod machine. Uh, Ferg, I believe you have another pod machine to discuss? I do. It's called the Cold Snap uh, pod-based ice cream machine. Uh, It's exactly what it sounds like. It's an espresso for ice cream. Uh, It's roughly the same shape and size as one of the larger Nespresso units. Uh, It's about as heavy. Um... The pods themselves are sort of shaped like tall soft drink cans. You put one in, about 90 seconds later, you have, like, some nice ice cream going on. Yeah, I was looking at this, and, like, I think that it's, uh, like, it's so fun. I can see why people keep talking about it. Like, who doesn't want ice cream in, in like, um, two minutes? Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I tried a bunch of it at um, CS Unveiled, and I was, like, really actually kind of impressed with how good it was. Like, it wasn't, like, you know, uh, like, gourmet, like, the best ice cream I've ever tasted, but it was definitely better than, like, random store-bought ice cream. Uh, it was closer in texture to, like, gelato or, like, McDonald's soft serve. Apparently, it can also be used to make boozy beverages, smoothies, and coffee drinks. So I think, you know, the com- the value add of all those other options uh, really puts this ahead of your c- cocktail coffee machine over there. I see but- that you're also getting ahead of the list. <laughs> I was also going to say, like, I like that the ice cream machine has managed to make a chilled beverage, but the cocktail one can't. Right? Yeah. Mm. Stacks on. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking into this one, and, like, it can take the can from room temp to, like, mm. frozen ice cream in two minutes. Like, that's insane. 
that's so cool yeah it's pretty nuts like i love that like i i was a little bit mm. skeptical because like on site it was like the key selling points are like a variety of flavors no cleaning simple to use mm. and sustainable and i'm like well could you not say that about like the ice cream aisle at the shops as well like <laughs> surely all these things are correct um mm. but like i i love it i love that this exists as a product i don't want it in my house but i love it big thing uh, all right, Ferg, what would you rate it? I would rate it very cool. Okay, guys, so we're about halfway through. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, Georgia is going to be turning the questions around on us. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Uh, Georgia, I believe you have some sort of game that you've uh, put together for us. Do you want to take the reins here? Sure, I, I do have a game. Um, part of the fun of CES is just seeing like the completely unhinged company names and product names. Um, and oftentimes they're so far removed from what the product actually is. So I've got a couple of company names slash product names that I'm going to throw to you guys. And I want you to try and guess what they actually are. Like, what do they make? What do they do? Um, so let's go. I'm so excited. I've ordered mini games of this podcast since the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, first up, we've got Dracula Technologies. What is it? Uh, Blood analysis? I wouldn't trust a company called Dracula with my blood. That seems a bit sketchy. Well, they're not actually doing anything with your blood. It's a sustainable alternative to batteries. So that's fun. <laughs> Draining. Yeah. All right, let's, let's go. Um, second one. Next. Um, and I could be mispronouncing this, but um, it's funnier if I mispronounce it. Pissin. What do they do? <laughs> I'm going to say um, it's a Bitcoin company. Yeah, it's like putting toilets on the blockchain. Uh, I'm going to say it's a, I'm going to go the opposite to what I think we're all thinking. Um, I th- I'm going to say it's a water kind of startup of some sort. Guys, it's so boring. Um, charging solutions. Literally just charges. <laughs> pissing. They're taking the pissing. They truly, they are. truly right. are. Um, and finally, we have Jared. What is Jared? Ooh. What does Jared do? Tax fraud. Jared, yeah, oh, Jared, the only Jared that I know uh, works in the government, and that is all he would like me to say, but uh, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem, I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't stop thinking about my friend Jared now, who's just like the most Greek man you've ever met. <laughs> so I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say that it's olive oil. It is not olive oil. It's an accounting app, which, again, very boring. I was pretty close with tax fraud. I wouldn't trust Jared with my money. Okay, let's get back into some weird and wonderful gadgets. Georgia, you've got another AI guy for us. Honestly, 2024, I've said it before, I'm saying it again. It's the year of the little AI guy. And um, Gender Oro, neutral. Yes, gender neutral AI guy. Um, Oro is basically a little AI guy for your pet. Um, so if you have like a dog with, you know, bad separation anxiety and you feel like you can't leave the house for more than a couple of hours at a time, Oro is supposed to just sort of step in as like his little companion. He does a few different things. He is your dog's guardian. He can play games with your dog. Um, he can feed your dog. He can take photos of your dog and he can supposedly even train your dog. I saw that um, they can track your dog's health. Supposedly they can track your dog's patterns and start 
because it's a you know it's ai as everything is um it learns about your dog's patterns and so if for some reason like your dog is really sleepy one day it could say hey something's up um so i like i think that this is like really interesting compared to like what lg and samsung are doing because like there's a very focused pitch it's rather than like here's a weird little ai guy for your home it's like this is specifically a weird little ai guy for your pets yeah exactly and i kind of like that it is a bit niche because it just controls branded appliances isn't really going to i don't know make much of a difference in your life as something that could essentially just like look after pet care for you um but i mean i don't know why you would want to do that anyway because it's fun having pets but yeah again what um, if your dog started liking oro more than you yeah look we're getting real deep into the i suppose ethics of this now um (laughs) do you want to be replaced by a little ai guy Nah. Not to my dog, no. But like, it is very interesting that um, Oro's actually might actually come out um, shipping in April. So potentially yep. more real than Borley and um, LG's AI agent. Um, so Georgia, what would you rate Oro? I rate them one replacement best friend. All right. So speaking about like cool stuff that goes in your home, uh, Ferg, mm-hmm. the Duke box. Yeah. Oh, the Duke Fox. This might be one of my favorite discoveries of CES. Uh, it's being made by LG. It's sort of like a concept speaker. That's uh, It's a 360-degree speaker system um, and it, it looks like an old-school CRT and it's got sort of a transparent OLED layer on the front and inside you can see the vacuum tube speakers inside while you're using it. Um, it's kind of like taking the concept of Duke Box and kind of reimagining it in a really cool way. Yeah, I love that they use the transparent screen for this. Um, I think it's such mm. a cool uh, use of that tech. Obviously, like we are yeah. sitting with we're sitting with a, a few people that are like transparent TV haters. <laughs> um, like, what do you guys think about a transparent speaker that can also display stuff on the screen instead? Is that like within your mm. wheelhouse? My question is why? Why not? Why any of this? <laughs> why any CES? <laughs> it's just innovation for innovation's sake. At some point the tagline of CES. I think in the case of the jukebox, there's something to be said for kind of the overall aesthetic vibe of it, right? Because it's like a transparent layer and then on the inside you kind of see the speaker in action. There's also a mode where you can turn it on so it's like a fireplace and you see fire there. When you're using it to navigate (laughs) and choose songs, the song menu kind of appears and then disappears once you've chosen a song. The demo they had was super cool where it sort of had like a selection of songs and then once you selected one, it would like load it up and it would show like an old-timey font of whatever the song name and artist were. Like... And, like, that extra theming is absolutely delicious. Yeah, look, the the whole thing is just, like, Mojo Dojo Casa House aesthetic. Like, it would look oh. perfect in a home next to, like, a big fur coat and a bunch of horse pictures. Uh, yeah, Ken would love this thing. Yeah, Ken would absolutely love it. Quick question before we round up. How did it actually sound? I have no idea because on the CS show floor, you could not hear it at all. I could not hear anything. Perfection. Sold. Love it. All right, Ferg, <laughs> what what would you rate this? I would rate this awesome, but in like an old-timey font. <laughs> Great. Okay, Georgia, so you now have something entirely different for us, um, a sensor. I do. So um, this one was actually very practical. I- I'm not saying that the stuff at CES isn't practical, but... A lot of it is just like pushing the boundaries of tech and having a bit of fun with it. But this is something that 
I think everyone could use really. Um, it's the Akara FP2 sensor, and it's essentially a presence sensor, so you can put it anywhere in your house or your room. And it tells you when Santa comes? No, unfortunately. Actually, probably, yeah, now that I think about it. Okay, that's um, not that kind of presence sensor. No, <laughs> but it could detect his actual presence. Um, it essentially reads the temperature of the room and... Honestly, I don't really know how it works. They could not give me a straight answer, but during the demo, um, a guy walked into the room where the sensor was, sat down on a um, on a sofa, and it was able to read his um, temperature and read his resting heart rate, which was insane to me. That would be really bad for first dates. Oh, yeah. It'd be like, <laughs> oh, so you're nervous. Yep. Um, but I think the most practical use of it is the fact that it can detect falls. So um, it's a really good sort of thing to have if you've got elderly parents or grandparents because, um, I don't know, usually people opt for those lanyard-type things where you have to press a button if you fall and obviously if you fall and knock yourself out, you're not going to be able to press a button. So. You can automate this to, if it detects a fall, it can start recording um, using a camera or it can um, send a little message to your emergency contacts and let them know what's happened. Um, yeah, it's just really cool. That's really neat. Um, so would you need one in every room then to actually get like that same kind of coverage as a lanyard? I think you probably would. But the thing is, it's so tiny and like unobtrusive that you could easily just stick it anywhere. It's, it's smaller than a fire alarm like it's it's tiny and they're reasonably cheap as well so you could easily cover your whole house with them how cheap is reasonably cheap um they are currently on sale for about 83 dollars oh that is reasonably cheap and actually on sale unlike most of the other things we've talked about so far i don't think that should penalize any of my (laughs) any of my entries (laughs) no no this this is a vibe list so what would you write um akara's fp2 presence sensor georgia um, I would rate it help. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> Brackets positive. Yeah. Smiley face. Uh, okay. Well, moving off from something incredibly practical and pragmatic, uh, Ferg, tell me about uh, Razor's Project Esther. Yeah. So Project Esther is a, sort of a sequel um, to a thing that Razor did last year. Razor has like a CS tradition of bringing really high concept stuff to the show floor. One year, someone just picked up the concept unit and just walked away with it. Um, but Project Esther is basically an evolution of Project Carol, which was their attempt to make a, uh, it was sort of like a neck pillow that gave you haptics, uh, for, for a game. So like if someone's shooting you from the left, you'll feel like physical sensation on your left, on your right, et cetera. Um, but rather than a neck pillow, it's like a whole back pillow. Um, it can be easily put on any chair. And the idea is that rather than spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on like a really fancy, uh, haptic feedback gaming chair, you could just spend like, I don't know, $200 for like a thing that you could just then put on the chair you already own and kind of get the same experience. How many times have you been playing a game and you just wished that you could feel it in your butt? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, obviously, you know, you, you, you die in the game, you die in real life, etc. But uh, like, um, I, I, it's very silly, but like haptic feedback does add something to the gaming experience. People like like when the controller rumbles, like it's very silly, but it does give you that physical connection to what you're doing in the game. And it just kind of enhanced the experience. Um, and the demo I had playing it, it was genuinely really cool. Um, just to 
be playing, I, I was playing Mech Warrior or something, I was stomping around a big robot and someone would shoot me from the left and I'd, have, and I'd be like, oh, they're shooting from the left. And it's got 16 different haptic actuators on the back. So the, move, the different sensations you can get in terms of location can be quite precise. Awesome. I mean, um, it reminds me of those like 5D immersive like cinemas where they just like jerk you around. Hmm. Um, yeah. How far off do you reckon we are from that? I reckon we're actually not that far off. I think the fact that they've showed two sort of prototypes in the space of 12 months is like pretty, uh, pretty compelling evidence that Razer is committed to bringing this to market at some point. Um, and that they've even thought through how they're going to do it in terms of the, the like developer integration and stuff. By default, they're reusing a lot of the haptic stuff they have in some of their haptic headsets, which basically use some of the same stuff as uh, like stereo, uh, what do you call it? Uh, upgrading to like surround sound. Um, so they have used the directional sensors and that to kind of simulate it by default, but they also have an SDK for developers to use to like develop specific things if, the, if a game wants to have specific things happen with it. Amazing. All right, Ferg, what would you rate it? I would rate it good vibes. Okay, um, Georgia, it's the last item of the podcast. What do you have for us? Okay, so um, I think Ferg can attest to this, but... Vegas is a big place and CES itself is just huge. Like it's spread out over so many different venues. And I think both of us are like cracking 20,000 steps easy each day. Um, And fortunately, someone at CES has brought kind of a solution. They're called Moonwalkers and um, they basically just make you walk faster. It's, they kind of look like, Actually, they just kind of look like skates, but they're not skates. They are AI-powered because, you know, CES. Of course. Um, Of course. I I need AI to power my walking. (laughs) And I think, like, the key point here is that, you know, there's more control. Like, if you were to just strap on a pair of skates, um, you know, there's brakes and stuff, but you, largely speaking, don't have a ton of control, whereas these are just designed to attach to your normal shoes and you just walk normally, but faster, essentially. Did you try them? I didn't try them. There was quite a quite a wait to try them, but I did see a lot of people using them, and they do go fast. It's like a theory about stuff like this and hoverboards, where it's like it's actually the best thing you could ever pitch at CES because everyone who's there is like, God, I could definitely use that this week. <laughs> oh, yes. My feet are in agony, and if I'd had these, whew, I'd be unstoppable. Yeah, no, I saw that they have, like, an 11-kilometer range, and you can go up to 11 kilometers per hour. So that seems like an interesting pitch, but a 1.5-hour recharge time, so... All I'm getting from this is CES next year. I'm getting Heelys. <laughs> yeah, so um, if Heelys are for getting away from feelies, what are moonwalkers for? Um, they're for moonwalking away from your feelings. Just real fast. Yeah, real fast. Okay, uh, so um, what would you rate the moonwalkers, Georgia? I would rate them Heelys on crack. Okay, future Bally parents, it's time to definitively rank the best stuff from CES. Before we kick off the rankings, let's just get a couple of disclosures out of the way. Georgia and Fergus attended CES with the support of Samsung, MSI, and RioLink. Uh, Alex and myself are supported by thousands of milligrams of caffeine right now. We started recording this at 4 a.m. So let's finish this up. Such troopers. We're good. We're good. All right, so... Today, uh, let's do things a little bit differently. Uh, let's start from the bottom. Uh, out of everything that we have discussed here, what excites you the least? What should be number 10? 
I think it's George's cocktail yeah, maker. I was going to say Bartesian. It's just like, you know, it can't make a cold, dirty martini. That's fair. I, I agree with this. Yeah, I, I agree. A cocktail needs to be cold. Like, ice is the most important part of it. All right, unanimous. What's next? Any any other ninth place options? I feel like LG's little guy, I feel like you didn't like him as much as the other little guys. So I'm just going to throw him under the bus. Them. I'm throwing them under the bus. I'm not falling into the trap again. I, I don't think he should be. Sorry, I just did it too. Um, I don't think they should be number nine. They're they're so cute. Like They are adorable. I honestly think microwave bag, number nine. <sighs> That's tough, but I don't... I don't disagree. It's it's good, but I don't like it nearly as much as I like some of this other stuff. Yeah, I lean towards microwave bag at number nine as well. Oh, but microwave bag is number nine. All right, number eight. In, if, if we're talking things that excite us, I'm going to throw my presence center under the bus just because, like, it is super practical, but in terms of CES craziness, it is not quite up there. Yeah, look, I think that it is definitely the most practical thing that you've brought. I think it's the most practical thing anyone's brought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, if this was a non-CES list, then it would be so much higher up. Yeah, but, for like, sure. for the fun factor, I, I, mm. I support this at number eight. Yeah, it's too low on the sicko scale. Mm-hmm. Way too low. All right, number seven. This might be where Razor's uh, pillow ends up, I feel. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I already think that it's too high. <laughs> then i will take it (laughs) i think jukebox next no 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 jukebox has to be higher it's so cool yeah no i was thinking jukebox jukebox has cutting edge technology iconic design and we have no idea if it sounds good (laughs) that's that's perfect that's the ultimate ces product the ultimate ces product but i think i would really put it above all the little ai guys i think so yeah maybe yeah i think it's kind of more like it, as we know there's there's plenty of little ai guys to go around um but there are not plenty of duke boxes to go in I your really mojo dojo casa house names so much it just makes me oh, it's so bad i need like every single tech company to hire someone to mm. make better names for their products i mean it is better than um the lg v50 thank you of dual display so they they have lg has slightly improved on the naming front but they still call their little ai guy the ai agent which is boring as hell and not cute like bully you give it a name like true Fergus. don't you want a fergus running around your house um, um anyway we're okay. getting way off track uh so we know that it's not the we jukebox are. so uh what if what if it was the ice cream maker i think ice cream maker could fit good here yes I, I'm happy with that because Duke Box must be higher. All right, number five. I believe, Alex, you had, you've got some oh, opinions. Yeah, Duke Box. Nah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> well, I, think, I think we need to work out a power rankings quickly for the three AI little, little guys because that will solve okay. some yeah, problems I here. think, like, Oro's is the best because it actually has a release date and a clear purpose. I agree. Oro, then Borley... Because Bully is adorable. Then LG little guy. Bully doesn't try to sell you subscriptions. I, for me, that puts the LG one below by default. Okay, I, I agree with this. LG little guy at number five. And then we have Bully. By the way, 
huge missed opportunity for Samsung not to put Borley on the sphere in Vegas. Right? Like you have a bit, you have a little round guy and you have a sphere. Like did no one put those two together? Idiots. So where are we up to? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. (gasps) We're down to the final two. It's between Duke Box and... Moonwalkers. And Moonwalkers. It's between Duke Box and Moonwalkers. Look, this this hurts me. I think it might be the Moonwalkers, but my, my opinion on this is swayed by having been at CS, and I'm like, those those Moonwalkers could change my For life. For what it's worth, the Moonwalkers the Moonwalkers do cost two thousand Australian dollars. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on, you left that what? out. That's no. That is. Wait, wait. No, that that's a deal breaker. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think that could but be number one. But they're powered by AI, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no. Look, guys, we've already said that we're not bringing money into this. These are We're not bringing the actual value proposition this into this. So think about just just the CES cool cool gadget factor. Where does your heart yeah, go? I'm definitely, I think for Moonwalkers in number one, because it, it's a lot cooler yeah. than a, a Duke box. And a lot cooler than a cocktail from the uh, Bartesian. I wish you had not told me the price, but I can compartmentalize it. And I think the Moonwalkers would tangibly impact my life in a way the jukebox would not. I think the jukebox is more awesome uh, in an old-timey font, but those Moonwalkers would, would change a lot of things for me. Look, I, I think that's it. I think that we have decided that Moonwalkers are the number one best gadget mm. Of CES 2023, 2024. Congratulations. Oh, my Congratulations. God. Congratulations to Moonwalkers for getting this coveted award that only just existed. Um, I'm sure they'll be thrilled. I'm sure they will be. Uh, oh, my God, guys, we did it. We we reviewed CES, and uh, you should review us. A five-star rating and review would warm my heart way faster than a brisket in the microwave bag. And plus, you know, it really helps us out, too. Um, you can check out all of our coverage of CES on reviews.org slash AU and on SafeWise Australia. Um, and you can follow us on whatever social site haptics your butt. Uh, Ferg, if people want to send you song requests for the jukebox, where can they find you? You can find me on threads at CVAMP, that's C-V-A-M-P-E-D. Um, yeah. Uh, Georgia, and where will people, where can people find you moonwalking? They can find me moonwalking all over Vegas, but also on threads at G-R-R-R-G-I-A. Great. And Alex, uh, where can people find you making much better cocktails than a robot? Um, at home, but also at threads at A-H-O-R-O-S, which is A-C-H-O-R-O-S. The C is silent. Um, and if you want to set up a play date between my Borley and yours, you can find me at Anula Palooza on all of the things. All right, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled nonsense soon. Uh, but until next time, this has been We Review Stuff, and that's the stuff. <laughs> <laughs>